University of Virginia Health System, we're for sharing the latest health information from top minds to keep you and your family healthy. With UVA Health System Radio, here's Melanie Cole. Do you know how old your heart is? If it's older than you, based on conditions such as high cholesterol and high blood pressure, you're at a higher risk for heart disease and stroke. My guest today is Dr. Brandi Patterson. She's board-certified cardiovascular medicine and internal medicine. Her specialties include women's heart health at the UVA Heart Health System. So welcome to the show, Dr. Patterson. Tell us a little bit about the factors that make your heart age faster. Thank you for having me on, Melanie, today. Um, so some of the factors that make our heart age faster are things like smoking. Smoking really uh, tends to make plaque build up in our arteries, not only from in our hearts, but also in the carotid arteries uh, leading to the brain, as well as the arteries in our legs at a much faster rate, much more aggressively. So it really leads to early onset heart attacks and strokes and peripheral arterial disease. And I've actually seen this in my practice in very young women in their early to mid-20s who have smoked a pack or two or three a day for 10 years, and they've already come in with heart attacks, and they've already come in with strokes. So uh, smoking really uh, increases the age of your heart very quickly. So does diabetes, especially uncontrolled diabetes, as well as high blood pressure, uh, cholesterol that's uncontrolled, poor diet, and physical inactivity. How can you learn how old your heart is? It's actually a great tool that clubreduva.com has online. So you can go onto clubreduva.com and take the heart age calculator test. And it, it, it's designed to give you an overall idea of the health of your heart and basically a general indication of how your personal lifestyle-related factors may have affected your heart. Now, I have to put in a disclaimer here. The calculator is meant to be used for people ages 30 to 74 years old who have no history of cardiovascular disease, meaning you have not had a heart attack, you have no history of a stroke, peripheral arterial disease, or heart failure. And it it is a good method for determining if you've made great lifestyle choices, you can visually see this on a calculator in front of you, that by making good lifestyle choices, your heart age may be the same as your chronological age or even younger. So you may actually be younger at heart, but if you've made poor lifestyle choices, your heart may age at a much faster rate because of those lifestyle choices. And it puts this on a screen for you so you can visualize it and you can see. I think it has a very powerful impact when you can see that you're 30 years old, but your heart is actually 65 or 70. And and the bottom line for that is that if you're a 30-year-old man or 30-year-old woman and your heart age is 65 or 70, you are at higher risk for having a heart attack or stroke. Wow. So if you do have that higher risk, if you have an older heart than your actual age, can you reverse the process? Can you make it young again and reduce your risk? Yeah, you know, you can. Um, fortunately, it's not impossible to turn back the the hands of time when it comes to your heart. <laughs> so, so everyone deserves to be young at heart, and you can start making changes uh, in your lifestyle choices 
um, as soon as you can to reduce your heart age. And what I advise my patients is a really simple tool. Uh, Use your ABCs, aspirin, A for aspirin when appropriate, B for blood pressure control, C for cholesterol management, S for smoking cessation. So by exercising regularly, watching your diet, not smoking, people really can do a lot to reduce their risk of heart disease and make their hearts younger. In fact, more than 75% of heart disease cases can be prevented by making the right lifestyle changes. Wow. So, I mean, obviously there's some genetic component because you always get that question, did anyone in your family have a stroke or heart attack before the age of something? Dr. Patterson, what is the age when it's considered a genetic component? Is there an age when it's not? Yeah. So if you have a male relative uh, that's in his 60s and a female relative uh, in her late 50s, mid-50s that has uh, cardiac condition, uh, then it then it really becomes concerning to us. So, while any cardiovascular disease at any age is a concern, and we want to know about any family history of of heart disease, uh, when the younger people are when they get their disease, the more sort of um, precautions that, or more aggressively, we like to treat the patients that have the earlier onset heart disease in their family. So, for instance, for an example, if you have a mother uh, that had the onset of heart failure when she was 45 years of age, uh, and a father that had a heart attack when when he was 60 years of age, those two ages uh, are, are very concerning to us. Um, and the fact that there's two uh, first-degree relatives involved is very, very important to us. Now, that's not to say siblings aren't important. Siblings are very important, too. But really, it's the first-degree relatives um, that re- we really uh, need to know the most information about cardiovascular disease. Now, if you have a family history that extends beyond your mother and father, meaning your grandparents, uh, had heart failure or heart attack in their 30s or 40s, and their grandparents had heart attacks in their 30s and 40s, obviously that's, that's a very concerning trend, trend that we also need to know about as well. Do you so take into account more information we can get the better? <laughs> well, certainly that's true. And do you take into account if somebody says my grandparents, I had a grandfather who had a heart attack, but it was 1932, and maybe mm-hmm. they didn't know as much? Do we still take that into effect? Yeah, I I would personally. I would personally, and I agree that medicine has really advanced uh, since then, and the things that we can do now for folks with with heart disease is um, really much more advanced than we had uh, in the past. And the testing that's used now to detect cardiovascular disease is much more advanced. Um, However, you know, again, I think the more knowledge that your doctor has, about your family history, the better. Dr. Patterson, when do you feel that stress testing and and testing to see if you have peripheral artery disease or any kinds of builds up, when do those come into play? I think it comes into play when you know what the risk factors are for the patient, as well as obviously if the patient is having any symptoms. 
for example, for, per, for peripheral arterial disease, a uh, symptom would be um, when they're walking a block, they start to get severe cramping in the legs, the calf muscles, the thigh muscles, the buttocks, either or. And when they stop, that pain gets better. Uh, if somebody came to me with that symptom and let's just say they have a smoking history, I would be very concerned about uh, aggressive plaque formation in the arteries and the legs. So it's really, uh, Melanie, a combination of risk factors plus symptoms. um, And with that, uh, and again, of course, family history, knowing when to test the patients, depending on, on those three items, family history, risk factors, and symptoms. Now, we certainly know women, Dr. Patterson, we are the caregivers of society, and if we don't put our own masks on first, we can't put the masks on of our loved ones. We don't always take as, you know, we don't always pay attention to our own symptoms as much as we do to everybody else's running around going, what did you just feel? What did you just feel? What do you want women to know about heart disease and our risk and our different symptoms? Wow think you need another segment for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. There's a lot to talk about with that with that topic. So I think the bottom line is that women need to know uh, how prevalent uh, cardiovascular disease is. It's not just a man's disease. And today is actually a wear red day for women with heart disease and uh, it's a very important day. It it increases awareness um, for women. Uh, that heart disease is a major risk, uh, one, in, one in three, and uh, some form of cardiovascular disease uh, affects one in three women. Now, uh, I think we all know uh, someone in our life, uh, a mother, a sister, um, a grandmother that has had some type of heart disease. So, you know, while we all have these female family members if not family members, then friends with heart disease, we rarely think it's going to happen to us. And I think the important part of this is that you really need to know what your, and again, it goes back to your risk factors. You need to know what your risk factors are for having cardiovascular disease. And that is diabetes, smoking, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diet, physical inactivity or physical activity, and your family history. So knowing these things about yourself, what is your risk for having heart disease? Uh, Has your mother had problems in her 30s, 40s, 50s? Um, What what was your grandmother's cardiovascular history like? So so I think the more that women are um, knowledgeable about their own risks and understand that those risks place them at an an, uh, increased chance of having not only a heart attack, but also potentially valve disease, rhythm disease, heart failure, I think the better we are able at uh, recognizing symptoms in ourselves. And symptoms of heart disease can really be much different in a woman than a man. We don't have to have the elephant sitting on the chest. I actually saw a woman the other day in the clinic who had pinpoint needle pricks in her chest. That, that was the symptom prior to her stent placement. Um, so it could be as, as, as mundane as just being fatigued. And that's really difficult because, my gosh, if we don't get a good night's sleep and we're fatigued the next day, is it our heart or is it the fact that we haven't slept? So I, I think having an awareness of how um, your body normally functions, how you normally feel, is this fatigue? Is it 
lasting 24 hours or is it lasting a week, even though you've gotten enough sleep the next couple of nights? If it's lasted a week and you've gotten enough sleep over the last couple of nights, boy, something may be wrong. And it may actually be your heart. Uh, shortness of breath, discomfort actually in the, in the stomach, abdominal pain, nausea, vomiting, um, numbness and tingling in the hands, uh, the arm, the jaw. So, again, um, I think it's important to know your risk factors. I think it's important to know that women's symptoms are different than men's. And I think it's important to know the prevalence. Uh, it, it is very common for women to have some form of cardiovascular disease. In just the last few minutes, what great information, Dr. Patterson. We sure covered a lot in this time. Why should patients choose the UVA Heart and Vascular Center for their heart care? So UVA has expertise in all areas in cardiovascular disease, from prevention, cardiovascular disease prevention, to heart replacement, in both the American College of Cardiology and the Society of Thoracic Surgeons uh, clinical data registries, UVA's heart program actually ranks in the top 10%. And this is based on measures that really matter, like survival from heart attack. So I personally think that's why patients should choose the UVA Heart and Vascular Center for their heart care. Thank you so much. What great information. For more information on Club Red and the UVA Heart and Vascular Center, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.